Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Praise the Lord. I'm having a good time. You know, you, you got to get excited about your God. Amen. It's, just, it's not a showmanship, but in our, we express what's in our heart. Praise the Lord. But God is good. He's a promise keeper. He's a promise keeper. He promised me that Stephen is going to minister one of these days. Praise the Lord. And he's here to share the word of God with us today. Let's put our hands together. right in here, man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. But we're here. Amen. We are here. Today is the day. Amen. Amen. I am no longer I was, but now I am no longer because I am. When he came, he said, I am who I am. And just assuredly, as he says, I am who I am, we say, I am a child of God. We are children of the Most High God. Guys, sit down. It's about to get hot. Amen. Just want to give thanks to the worship team. That was amazing, guys. Thank you for leading us. Family, here we are. 2017. You know, it only sounds like yesterday we were just here bringing in the new year. And already here we are, the last Sunday of the first month. First of all, that in itself is enough to give thanks for. People didn't see 2017. There are people who have seen 2017 but have not seen today. But you're here today. You're here today. Because we serve a God. Dad said last week in terms of, you know, it's my alarm clock that woke me up. And he said, well, why don't you put an alarm clock next to a dead person? See what happens. You're here because God has allowed you to be here. You're here because God wants you here. But because God wants you here, that means that God wants something from you. Today's message is fear. 
Yeah. Now, by show of hands now, I'm going to actually, so I'm going to try and be a bit more engaging. I'm going to do my whole walking around and that whole situation. I believe that, well, I've always had this notion that every year coming to December, we all have resolutions. We all try to set ourselves goals, you know, whether it's a new job, new house, new car, whatever it is. So just by show of hands, I don't want to know what it is, but has someone set themselves a goal this year? Yeah? Okay. Now, there have been so many of us over the years that have not achieved those goals. And we haven't achieved them for many different reasons. Some of us are lazy. We just don't want to put the work in. Some of us don't have a plan. Some of us don't know how to get there. But a lot of us do not achieve our goals and the things that God has planned for us because of fear. Fear comes in many different shapes, very different sizes. But fear will hinder you from achieving the things that God has for you. But today, we're going to learn about fear. We're going to understand fear. Because people fear what they don't understand. And they hate the things that they fear. You ready? Okay. All right, people. You ask for it. <laughs> it's fear about what others think. Fear of what others think about us. Fear about what we think about ourselves. We're not good enough. And ultimately, fear of failure. Fear of failure is enough to stop people from doing, trying in the first place. I hate fear. When I was going through the Bible, there were so many verses about how we contract fear, but there was one story that has stood out to me in particular. It's the story of Joshua. Now, the story of Joshua begins where Moses, the man who brought the Israelites out of Egypt, and he led them across the desert for 40 years, and right upon the cusp of taking them over into the promised land, he was taken. And God turned to Joshua and said, Joshua, can I get Joshua 1? Verses 1 to 5, please. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go, this, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. 
As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. So hearing that, you think, well, God has told Joseph, Joshua, even, go over, take the land. It sounds very simple. It sounds easy. It sounds now that everything that you touch, everywhere your soul treads, no one will stand before you. It's done. Right? God has said it. It's the end of it. Has God ever promised you something which in your heart you know is yours? You know that this has come from God, but you've had to work like hell to achieve it. Has it ever happened? Because God knows who you are. God knows now that just to call upon you to do something, it's never as easy as it seems. Hearing verse 1 to 5, and if that was the end of the story, God has already said, no one will stand against you. I will be with you. Go and take the land. But the story doesn't end there. And this is why, this is what about the story that intrigues me so much. But when, we, when we look at the things that God has promised to us, and, but we know in our hearts of hearts now that we're supposed to achieve them, but why is it so hard why do we keep facing trials? Why do we keep facing tribulations? Why there's always so many hurdles? He's not here yet, but I told him I was going to talk about it. And so Sam, Mr. Frimpong. Sam has recently, you know, I'm sure he was here a couple of weeks ago, and he gave a testimony of, you know, he got a new job, and he's happy in his role. I don't know whether Sam did or didn't tell you, but he was in his old role for a number of years, four or five years. And Sam was actively applying for a job, actively. Getting rejected left, right, left, right, left, right. We would talk, I would encourage him. He would, oh no, it's, it's, it's depressing. Sam should have stopped to a lot of people. Sam could have stopped, but Sam didn't stop. Because Sam knew just as sure as I stand here today in these absolutely fantastic brown shoes. Yeah, Sam knew. <laughs> Sam knew that God had a plan that was greater, that he was meant for better than where he was. And even though he'd been told no several, several times, all he needed was to hear that one yes. And the thing is, He's now in a job which he loves. And the funny things, all the no's that he heard and that were discouraging, they, he realized that those weren't even the right jobs for me. But in that moment, he could have fallen. In that moment, that could have been Sam's story. But Sam knew that wasn't his story. And we talk about something so simple as just a job application. But guys, we've all been there. We've all had the no's. But we know in our heart that there's a yes. Amen. There's a yes for you. Yeah. Amen? Amen? But the reason why now, yeah, I want to talk about in terms of, so we go on and we hear the story of, you know, one to five, and that's the end of it. Can you please um, read Joshua 1, 6 or 7, please? Joshua chapter 1 from verse 6. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe 
observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Amen. So why would God, having already told Joshua the land is yours, in the same sentence, same conversation, on two times, tell him he needs to be courageous, that he needs to be strong. It's already yours, but be strong, be courageous. Do you know that every time you are about to go and do something significant in the kingdom of God, you'll face resistance? Do you know that every time you go to magnify God or glorify or do anything to forward his kingdom, you will face resistance? Now, resistance comes in many different forms, as we've said. You have what I like to call your haters. Oh, no, you know, people, you need haters, people. Now, people, haters, these are people that don't want to see you succeed. These are people that are so bent on seeing you fail. Because, do you know what? Because it's easier to see someone fail than to take the same energy and build something for yourself. These are the bitter people. They don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to have the kingdom of God. They don't. They don't. Do you know as Christians, just because we have declared God our Lord and Savior, by people around us, we're already scrutinized. Do you know people that you work with, you interact with, they see you, but because you're a Christian, they want to see you fail. And they want to be the person, where's your God now? Oh, you were the one that was telling me to pray over there. Why? Because you're building the kingdom of God. They don't want to see you build the kingdom of God because they don't understand the kingdom of God. It's not for them to understand yet. It's for you to show them. And this is why we come under so much scrutiny. It's not easy. There's also another, I'd say hindrance. Hindrance comes from within our own friends and family. You know people that even have good intentions for you, they can still sometimes hinder you. Out of love, mom, I see you holding, I see you holding Stephen, I need you to focus, I'm about to start talking about you now. <laughs> see now, when I, when I was growing up now and I was moving from job to job to job, and I was moving aggressively, right, because I had a plan, because I wanted to be here and I was going to do anything to get, because I knew that my life was meant for something better. I still don't know what it is, but I'm still working towards it. But every time I go home and I say, Mom, I've been here two years, I'm leaving. Mom, like, oh, why? But you're doing so well there. They like you there. Oh, no, no, maybe you should stay a bit longer. No, Mom. <laughs> I need to go on. I need to move. It's not out of, it's not out of, hey, my mom wants to see me. Mom, you want to see me do well, right? Yeah. Okay, amen. Thanks. No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but out of love now, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll have the fear upon themselves of what is going to happen to you. And they will bring that fear upon you. But you have a God. God has already told me, Stephen, you're going. Whether mom, dad, Vera. <laughs> because this is, 
I have better plans for you. I have a better plan for you. It's tough. Because it's easier to shun people now that you know are against you than it is to shun people now yeah, that you know want the best for you. But God ha- wants the best for you. And in order to have the best, you have to keep going. Amen? Amen. Amen. So. And finally, the biggest hindrance of them all. The enemy. He's the enemy. He has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But steal, kill, and destroy what? He has come to steal your light. He has come to kill your dreams. And he's come to destroy your plans. Because every time you do something, your light as a child of God comes brighter. People see that light. You know lighthouses? Far up on the distance. People now, these lighthouses don't even know how many people that they're protecting. But just because the light is shining, people are being guided towards that light. That's you. You're a lighthouse. You're a lighthouse in the kingdom of God. But this is what I want to tell you. This is the message. When we get derailed and all these things, fear will set in. Regardless of whether you know that you're going to do it or not, fear will always set in. Now, this is what I love about our Lord God. God knows. God made you. God knows what you're capable of. More than you know what you're capable of. You may not understand the things that God is putting you through, but God knows why he's doing this to you. Because you're stronger than you think. You're better than you think. Hey. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, just trying to get, you know. Mm. But this is, the, this is the problem. Can you please read? Is it, no, let me, I'll read it. Psalm, Psalm 60, um, 56, 3 reads, but when I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will put my trust in you. Not if I'm afraid. When. Because God knows you will be scared. But the difference is, what happens? What do you do with that fear? Do you become enslaved to the fear? Do you give in to the fear? Or do you use that fear and understand that this is set in because you are meant for better? Because you're supposed to be pushing on. People don't get scared with the things that they do. You know, that's why you have what you call the comfort zone. And when you step out of your comfort zone, it's like you don't know where you are. Because you're being pushed, you're being pulled, and that's when fear will set in. But when those things happen, put your trust in the Lord. And he will see you through. Maywaker. Waymaker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. 
That is who you serve. So when you're in these situations, because sometimes I talk to God, I'm like, look, God, I'm here. And I know I'm not here by chance. You've put me here. I don't understand. I don't get it. But I'm trusting in you to show me a way. I'm trusting in you because your promise says, your word says that you will make a way where there seems no way. You have your faith. You put your faith in God. What I also find is that another time you'll become afraid is when you're on the verge, right on the verge of achieving something so special, so magnificent, what I like to call the game changer. Who knows about the game changer? Well, I know you know about the game changer. That is when fear will set in. And that would then tend to be the enemy. Because the enemy knows that once you have achieved this, you're going to go on and achieve greater. And the more that you achieve, the more that you further God's kingdom, the weaker, the more insignificant he will become. He hates that. He hates you for that. But we love God for that. When I was... 12, 11, 12. I used to, um, one time my brother, he let me upstairs, he let me stay up too late, and um, he watched, um, he let me watch a horror film. I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street, so Freddy Krueger. Sorry for the kids here, don't worry about it, I'm not about to scare. Uh, and what it was, it was this monster that would come to you in your dreams. And what I used to find is, is that I was, for weeks I was so scared, I couldn't sleep. I'd have to have the light on. But the problem was, at 12, this is only 11 or 12 people, this is deep. I was so tired in the day at school, I couldn't focus. Because the, the, the fear of the dark had kept me up so that I couldn't go to school and focus and even prosper. Now, at 12 years old, I don't even know. But I, what I do know is that God, God has been with me from the beginning. Let me tell you what I did. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. At 12, I go into my room and I turn off the light. And I sat in there for like 10 seconds and I'd be so scared. And I'd be like, okay, cool, that's enough. The next day I'll come back, go into my room, turn off the light. 20 seconds in the dark. Okay, okay, okay. Day after day after day till I was no longer scared of the dark. Now I'm no longer scared of the dark. I'm getting some good sleep. Now I'm getting good sleep. I'm going to school and I'm focusing. Now that I'm focusing, I'm, get, I'm getting okay grades. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm not about to, oh yeah, no, no. I had a sick situation, but that was, that was different. That's a different sermon. We'll talk about that differently. Focus. But the point being is that I was no longer a slave to the fear of the darkness. 
12. Guys, being, it's not what the fear has on you. It's what the fear stops you from doing. I mean, it's not fear itself. Fear itself, it happens. But what does the fear do? Is it going to stop you from achieving the plans that God has for you? Or are you going to use that fear to know that God has a plan for you? Why? That's why you're scared and that's why you'll push through and give glory to God. Yeah. Guys, know what it is you're doing. Amen. Amen. Can I get Joshua 1.8, please, bro? Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way pros prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen. Amen. God is telling Joshua, keep the word. Keep the word and you will have good success. John 1 says, in the beginning, there was the word. The word was with God, and God was what? God was the word. God is saying, Joshua, keep me. You will be prosperous. You will be successful. For I'm with you. Guys, when you have God, you know, children, as... As a child, whenever I'd be scared or whatever the situation is, you know, my big brother. Now, Dennis in here, sometimes like, well, most of you met him at the wedding or what have you, but Dennis was my older brother. Dennis loved altercations. That's what I'm going to just say. He enjoyed a good altercation. But what that did is in terms of, for me, as a younger brother, you know you always had that, oh, well, I'm going to get my brother. You know you had this, like, you can't, you can't touch me because I'm going to get my older brother. My brother, you, you want to keep talking? Don't worry about it. I'm going to get him. That's God. In times of adversity, I mean, I appreciate Dennis, you know, but now I'll call to God. Because God is your older brother. God is the person that will come in with you and fight your battle. And win the battle. Not just fight it, win the battle. We've sat here. He's a, he's, if the word is God and the God is his word. And he's told Joshua, keep the word and you'll be successful. We've already just said he's a promise keeper. He's a way maker. That's the God that we have been blessed to call upon any moment of our life. That's the God that we have a continuous relationship with every single day. The guy that does not lose. He doesn't lose people. So why, why am I going to go into anything with people that when I have the option of going into everything and anything with the person who has never failed. That's our God. Amen. Mm. Guys, this is this right here. This is my scripture. 
This is, this, is, this is the money verse here right now. This verse I had inscribed on my wife's engagement ring. Why? Well, I'm going to read it. Oh, I'm going to have, have you read it. And then I'm going to tell you why. Amen. Joshua 1.9. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Now, can, I, can I read that? Can, you, can I hear that one more time, please? Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. God is with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid or dismayed. Do you know God knows us so well that even when, just as when he knew that we were going to forsake him, when Adam forsaked him, he knew. But he had a plan that we had no idea about to even reconcile and bring us back to him anyway. To the point where as long as I can truly come repent and come before God, I know that you will accept me. And I know that you will help me. And I know that you will push me to do the things to build your kingdom. Ah, I love that verse. I love that verse. when we talk about fear and it's the case of understanding fear when God sent down Jesus in the flesh to live amongst us that was our example do we not forget that Jesus Jesus Christ himself was once afraid Jesus once himself was overcome with fear. Or read. Can I please get Matthew 26, 36 to 42, please? Matthew chapter 26 and verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Amen. Jesus was afraid. Jesus knew what laid before him. But you know what? Even knowing that, and even asking God, he said, not my will, but your will be done. 
it was God's will to send his only son to be sacrificed for you and I. Jesus knew this. Jesus knew this from when he was in Mary's womb. But when the time came where he was on the cusp of actually now going through it, fear says it. It's human. But that is not the end of Christ's story. Just as it's not the end of Sam's story, just as it's not the end of your story. Jesus went on. He was sacrificed. And he rose again. Let me ask you, would you be so quick to call yourself a Christian? Or would how would you feel if that was the end of Jesus' story? Jesus in the garden was like, God, I appreciate it. It was a good plan. I'm about to check out. I'm good. That's it. That's the end. Would you be here? In times of trouble, would you call upon him? Why? Your light, I I mentioned the lighthouse. The reason we follow Jesus' light, because there is no greater light. Because there is no greater sacrifice. He paid the ultimate price, and for that, we will forever be grateful. Guys, I I used to mentor a number of children in hospitals, so those suffering with sickle cell. So as you know, I have sickle cell. Amen. And, you know, I would always be called back, always be called back, always be called back. They had other mentors, but I was like, guys, I'm really busy. Why? And he was like, Stephen, the kids want to see you. Why? Because they want to see you, Stephen. The things that you're achieving, the things that you're doing, the barriers you're continuing to break down, they need that. Because for them, it's not worth it. The pain is too great. Whoa with me. Oh, life, life, oh. I can't go on anymore. And they'll be in bed and they'll be depressed. But then they'll see you, Stephen, going through the same struggles, the same troubles. But they'll see you pushing through. And they'll see you succeed. And you're a light to those people. Guys, when you want to learn how to drive, you go to a driving instructor. Why? can go to a chef. I don't want to be in the car when you do. Because they've done it. They've lived it. And the thing is, you know how hard it is. You know how hard it is, but to see someone who has made it, you know that they must, it wasn't easy. It wasn't Joshua 1 to 5. It wasn't go into the land and take it. Guys, as we are growing as Christians, we are growing our own lights. You have no idea who is watching. You have no idea who is looking. A couple months ago, 
on a side note, if you ever want to test your relationship or make sure the person is the one for you, go to Ikea for four hours. If you can make it, your love is strong. Because <laughs> I'm telling you people, <laughs> nearly broke me. But anyway, I'm, 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 in, I'm in Ikea. And I'm so bored and I've got nothing left. And um, we're coming around the escalators. And as I'm coming around the escalators, I start jumping on. I start like trying to hang off the escalator. Out of nowhere, I hear, stop it! I turn around, like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and there's a mum with her four-year-old child. And the child is trying to jump on the escalators, just like me. And I look, and V's like, And this kid, I don't know, who's this kid? And I'm like, kid, don't do what I'm doing. He's like, but you was doing it. I was like, no, but I'm flying. No, I'm joking. But the point is, is that, guys, you don't know who's watching. When we're doing things and we're going through our troubles and we're going through our trials, yeah, people are watching us. Some wanting us to fail, but some looking at that in terms of, well, if he can, I can. And if God can, you can. Because he's in us. Guys, he's in us. He's in you and me. Precious. Boy. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be talking to Precious and she'll say something and I'll be like, no, listen. You, you, you're starting to sound a lot like me and you need to stop. And she'll be like, no. This is what I've been brought up around. You've, you've taught me to be like this. And I was like, I didn't teach you nothing. Mom, I didn't teach you nothing. I didn't. Because sometimes how she acts and how I... You know when you see yourself in someone else, and like, that's the mannerisms. That's what God wants to see in you. God wants to see himself in you. God has not given you a heart of fear. He knows fear exists. He knows fear comes, but he has not given you a heart of fear. God has given you everything under the sun that pertains to life and godliness. Fear is not from God, but fear exists. So as Christians, we have to learn to deal with fear. Fear is your portion, but not to the point where it hinders you. Not to the point where you become enslaved. Because we'll get nothing done, people. We've got a lot of stuff to do. God said it himself. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are full. If we can't be bold enough to step out for God, how much are we going to be able to step out for ourselves and achieve the things for ourselves? And I just want to, but in terms of fear, and fear itself, you know there's good and bad fear. You know there's good fear. See, I never understood what good fear was. Good fear is this, Proverbs. Proverbs, Proverbs 1-7, please. Proverbs 1-7. 
Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Amen. Amen. Now, even listening to that, I didn't understand what it meant. Then I began to think, pray, meditate, and I started to relate it again to my relationship with my mom. Now, I was brought up in a God-fearing house. I was also brought up in an African house. When I say African, you know what that meant, people. <laughs> Child services couldn't come to my house. That's all I'm going to say. But what it was is that when I was doing things that were wrong, that, not that in terms of subconsciously, but when I knew were wrong, the fear of my mum would almost, like my mum in my ears, like, please, do it. Do it! No, I'm not doing it. Not because you said don't do it. I don't even want to do it anyway. But it kept me on a good path. Fear of God. When you want to inherently do something wrong, sometimes the fear of God will come upon you. Thinking, oh my God, I don't even need this drama. I've got a lot on. God hears about this. God sees everything. But that fear will keep us in line. That fear will keep us in check and that fear will keep us pushing towards the things of God. It's good fear. I didn't understand it at the time. At the time, as a child, children, it's going to be bad fear. Stephen, son, <laughs> I'm sorry for the next 15 years of your life. But, but that's what it is. And remember, just as people that will hinder you out of love, People that you are fearful of and aspects of love you. There were times when I was scared of my mum, but it never ever had me questioning the love my mum had for me. Just as when God comes down and sets you straight, don't ever question the love that God has for you. He's setting you straight because he needs you. Because if he didn't care, he'd leave you to be wayward. My mom's broken many a belt on this backside. So I know she loves me <laughs> a lot, sometimes too much. But I now understand. And now I can look back and say, thanks, mom. For some of it, mom, not all of it, mom. <laughs> but thank you, mom. Just as now... At times, we may not understand the things that God is doing for us in our lives, but we will because we have faith and trust and understanding in the fact of it. When my mom was doing this and, you know, giving the whole, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. First of all, that's a lie. It doesn't. It hurts us more. A lot more. A lot, a lot more. See, it hurts you, man. Anyway, but the point, but the point is, is that when God is, is, is punishing us, he is doing it in the sense of, guys, this is killing me to do so. But you need to understand that I'm not the God to mess with. I love you, but I will not tolerate the nonsense. Good fear. African fear. Ah. <laughs> uh. And um, so I just wanna, I just wanna really, really just kind of bring it to a close in saying, guys, 2017, we're gonna continue 
to face obstacles that are going to bring out fear in us. 2017 is going to bring challenges here where you're going to question your own ability. Even may question your faith. But remember this. Where would the Israelites have been if Moses didn't say, yes, God, I will? Where would we be if Jesus didn't say, God, your will be done? Guys, 2017, let us not fall victim to fear. Let us know that we will be fearful. Let us know that we will deal with fear, but above all, we will conquer it. We will not be slaves to fear because we have a God. We have a God that will reign in your affairs. You have a God wins and you have a God that loves you so much that he'll do anything for you that said now remember in the world two two plus two in the physical is four but two plus two in the spiritual can be ten if we don't do our two God has nothing to work with if I need to get here and I'm like God do it God do it God do it, God do it, God do it, God do it. No. Even though it may be scared, take the step. And take another step. It may take you longer. But God will see you. Do you remember the woman now that was uh, bleeding when Jesus was going through the crowds? She was like, if I could just touch him. She made her way through. She could have been like, Jesus, Jesus. She made her way through the crowd and she goes, if only I could just touch him. And even when they turned around, she was scared. She's like, oh, what'd I do? But you were healed because she took the step. Not every step is going to be easy. Not every step is going to be right. You may take a lot of wrong steps. But the fear of failure should never be greater than the fear of trying. Guys, we look around, we see all these Simon Cows of hundreds of millions and Steve Jobs. If you read their stories, the trials and tribulations, Peter Jones, one of the dragons, that he's been bankrupt twice. So he did it, failed. Did it again, failed. But no one hears those stories. Let me ask really quickly. Put your hand up if you've got a driving license. Just if you've got a driving license, put your hand up. Put your, no, 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 keep them up. I want everyone to keep your hand up. I got a mic. Keep your hand up, people. Keep your hands up if you've got the driving license. Keep your hands up, but put your hand down if you passed first time. No, no, keep your hand up. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Put your, if you pass, so if your hands up, if you pass first time, put your hand down. But keep your hand up if you have your driving license. Put your hand down if you pass second time. Put your hand down if you pass third time. Guys. Every, well, okay, well, well, I mean. <laughs> you, you see where I'm going? The problem is, is that if you took out your driving license today, it doesn't say driving license pass five times. It says driving license. 
past. Because when you got knocked back, you got back up and you went again. You got knocked back up, you went again. And you got knocked back up and you went again until you succeeded. That's what God needs you to do. That's what you will do. Because your life has not been to hear to just chill and die. God forbid. Eh? No. <laughs> Me? No. Sometimes I can be a bit more harsh because I may, maybe I'm a bit further on. Because when people come and they're like, oh, Stephen, it's so, I can't, I can't. I'm like, you know, you should maybe kill yourself now. <gasps> Do you know what? It's not, out, it's not because I don't love you. It's just because I'm so sick. No, I'm joking. No, no. It's because... If your life, if this is what you've come, if, if you think God has brought you to this world to come and moan and to come and complain and to come and feel sorry for yourself, then you shouldn't be here. God has already told you to follow me, it will be hard. You will be persecuted for following me, but you will have the glory. You will have the victory. Guys, if this was easy, everyone would be doing it. If you don't want better for yourself, okay. But just as dad sat here and said, I don't know what God you serve, but my God wants better for me. And I will continue to push through for the things that God wants better for me. And fear will not be the reason I don't achieve the things that God wants for me. And I pray to God here yeah, that fear will not be the reason that you guys don't achieve the things that God has for you. That's about it. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.